2100. Unsure what I want that mid 20s shuffle. Do I want to be single? Do I want to be in a couple? Life is so consuming, future always looming. Dating strange at this age, focused on getting paid and getting laid. The one night stands start to stand out less. There starts to be less and less pleasure and more and more stress. Tinder to hinge to bumble, then back. To Tinder to hinge to bumble, then back. Then check Twitter, IG, then I scroll through Snapchat. Twitter, IG, then I scroll through Snapchat. The DMs, long nights, money spent on dates. You meet someone that you love, then meet someone that you hate. The one that you love has high taste, but dates you can't afford. The one that you hate makes you feel great, but out to drinks you're bored. Where to compromise, where to stand your ground. It's an art, not a science, that's the one thing I've found. Then one day you let your guard down, only to turn around and get let down. Not jaded by this process, but accepting of its madness, you cannot let alone be a synonym for sadness. Dating is important and crucial, strange and unusual, malignant and beautiful. This is not an episode about love. It's strictly about dating, not about marriage, monogamy, and especially not about mating. The process of shopping through strangers defined meaning in a life that feels fast and often feels fleeting. What do you look for and how has dating changed? Let's make one place where this can all be explained. To some women I'm handsome, to some women I'm unfit. My name is Jason Peters. Welcome to 2100. Hit me! When the four corners of this cocoon collide You'll slip through the cracks hoping that you'll survive Gather your weight, take a deep look inside Are you really who they idolize? To care for butterflies At first I did love you On this show, I'm all about giving the people of the future different perspectives other than my own because perhaps I'm a little jaded or skewed on some topics. So I reached out to some more qualified people on this particular subject. First is Lane Moore. 
Lane Moore is a comedian, former writer for The Onion. She wrote a best-selling book titled How to Be Alone. She hosts a show in which she projects her Tinder profile live on screen called Tinder Live. She fronts a band called It Was Romance and is always tweeting and talking about dating and romance. So naturally, I reached out to her about her perspective on dating in the present and in the future. And of course, I asked about other things, and, and, and she sent back, to peel back the layers of how the show works, for guests that maybe live a little too far away or are busy and have conflicting schedules, I send them prompts, and then they send back audio files. And something that was really telling with uh, the files Lane sent back, I asked Lane to uh, talk about her childhood for a different episode I was going to do. And I thought it fit better into this episode. So listen to Lane talk about when she was a little girl, and then I will bring it up to uh, up to dating. All right, just just wait with me here. Lane Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I was a little girl. Um, I would go door to door uh, to people's houses and I would ask them how they met their spouse and how they knew their spouse was the one. Yeah, it was one of my favorite things to do. I loved asking people their love stories and, you know, I think I just was really fascinated by people's lives um, and I wanted to know everything, not really in a nosy way, but in a uh, respectfully interested way. Um, it was just really exciting to me. I wanted to know how people found each other and how they found love and stayed in love. And, you know, just at a very early age was so enamored with the idea of being enamored by someone, I guess. And, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that, uh, years later as an adult, it's like, now I do a show called Tinder Live and have a band called It Was Romance and wrote a book called How to Be Alone. And, you know, the ideas of connection and love have always been there in my mind. And fortunately, a lot of the time, you know, uh, this this wide-eyed child, people would totally let me into their home and um, would tell me how they met their partners. And I would go up to people at the mall and do this as well. And uh, just loved love stories. I just thought it was so interesting. And uh, you know, I think most people would hear these questions and thought they were just kind of silly, like, who cares? But, oh, I deeply cared. And I still love that now when someone mentions their partner. I love asking how they met and how they knew and how they decided this was their person. And, you know, it's interesting because it's like as I get older, I realize that these stories, it really is just kind of a bit of timing and luck and magic. But I don't know. I just always love the ideas of, of destiny and things like that. Uh, additionally, as a child, uh, I started doing tarot readings for kids at school. People hated that. It did not make me more popular. It made me less popular. Um, also because I predicted a death um, of, some, of someone close to someone. Can you now see why I included Lane more with this episode? Everything about her is all romance and relationships. It's the through line throughout her career. And, and she talks about it more poignantly and more passionately than most people talk about anything. Um, so it's great to have someone of that, of that ilk representing the idea of dating and love to the people of the future. So that was just a nugget of Lane. Uh, now, here's what she said when I asked her about dating in the 21st century and how it relates to the future of dating. I hope that in 2100, um, there's equal pay. 
Uh, <laughs> I hope that that's become a thing by that point. Uh, you might ask yourself why that is relevant to dating. I think it's absolutely relevant to dating uh, for a lot of reasons I'm too tired to go into, but um, I hope there's equal pay. Um, I hope that guys are actually planning dates uh, if, if they want to. You know, women can also do that, but I feel like men, uh, hopefully <laughs> uh, in... Uh, a bunch of years from now, 80 years or so, um, should be able to plan a date if that's what the woman wants. That's what I want. I'm somebody who likes to be courted, who wants to be like taken out um, and wooed. I think that's cool. That's the thing I'm into. Uh, it's, my, it's my kink, I suppose. Um, I hope that men are doing that. Um, I hope that men have uh, retained the good parts of chivalry and lost the super misogynist, boring parts. Um, I think it's really lovely to take somebody out on dates and like show them a really good time. And this can be any gender because, you know, women do this with women and non-binary people can do this as well. So, um, but I think, yeah, I hope more people of all genders are doing that, but definitely uh, men in my experience uh, hopefully have stepped it up in the last 80 years. Um, I hope that men are okay with their emotions and expressing them. It is such a shame to me that we raise men in this way to suppress some of the best parts of them. Um, I love men's emotional freedom, I guess. Um, men who feel things deeply and express things deeply and feel safe to do that, I think is really cool. Um, and I hope that in 2100, y'all are doing that. I think that'd be really fun. Uh, it's going to help you in every way in your life and in the partners that you seek out. I think that's cool. Um, I hope that we have changed this idea that you should only date someone who comes from a great family because there are plenty of super lovable people. And I talk about this a lot in my book, How to Be Alone. We have all these ideas that like, you know, date a man who loves his mom. And it's like, well, what if his mom was abusive? What if his mom abandoned him? What if his mom left? Like parents aren't perfect. And many people don't have the family that you're supposed to have. And, you know, I, I really hope that in 2100, we realize to stop saying these kind of silly platitudes of like, you know, um, and, and holding up this idea that everyone has the perfect family when they don't. And just, you know, being more mindful of that. Um, I also really hope that conversations about mental health uh, make leaps and bounds, that conversations about gender have made leaps and bounds, and we have more understanding and more compassion for people who have maybe been through traumas we haven't been through. And more compassion for ourselves. God, I hope more people, like way more people love themselves in 2100. That'd be so nice. And I really think that, you know, not to sound too hippie, but I really think that that solves a lot of things. If you love yourself and you feel like you're worth loving, oh my God, the world opens up for you. Like that's the goal. So I hope that in 2100, everyone's like way mastered that. (laughs) And you know, then people are less inclined to hurt themselves or others. And I think that'd be cool. Ladies and gentlemen, Lane Moore, and I thank Lane Moore for coming on the show. That song that you heard about Philadelphia, Where I Live, was by Lane Moore. And I think that's all pretty uh, cool. Um, thank, thank you to her for coming on the show, but I had her on the show for a reason. We needed a woman to speak about dating and love. And then I wanted to ask a man of a similar age involved in a similar profession the same question to see what they'd say. So I reached out to friend of the show, 
all the way from the UK, entertainment journalist Adam Stevens, about his experience dating in the 21st century. Listen to the difference in tone, listen to the difference in how they speak and what they decide to talk about. It's like night and... You know what? I'll just let you listen. Adam Stevens. The question too is, do you have any thoughts on dating in the early 21st century? How will dating change from now to 2100? Man, I haven't dated in so long. My single life predated Tinder by a pretty slim margin. I think I just missed it, but I did try out a lot. Um, I did online dating, for example. That was crap. I found it so hard to replicate any kind of the spark you'd get from meeting someone naturally under that sort of forced, let's just, you know, we're both desperate enough that we tried online dating. Let's interview each other in case me what, in case we might want to have sex. But kind of, you did all that vetting. There's nothing romantic about it. It kills all the passion of it. Uh, what's really great, still works, always has worked, is just meeting someone in real life, uh, going up to someone, and then asking them out. That's probably the most nerve-wracking thing you can do, but it's nerve-wracking for the opposite sex as well, so that can kind of help get you moving. Uh, for me, in 2019, there is nothing better, and I mean just nothing, in the world ever. Aside from uh, arguably arranged marriages, than asking a girl if she'd like a drink in a bar. It's so good, guys. Uh, if she's not a terrible human being, or at the very least pretty hot, you can then ask her if she wants a pizza, and that generally goes down pretty well too, because no one says no to pizza after beer. In 2100, I guess it has to be apps, right? Apps, they've got to get better, unless we're going down a, a really, like, a dead end with the whole dating app thing. They're everywhere. They've got to get better. You know, you know what's weird? And I'm going to... I'm, I'm going somewhere here. So, so stick with me. I'm going somewhere. So stick with me. I do think... I think homeschooling is going to come back in a pretty big way in the latter half of this century, which is a terrifying thought to me. There are so many people in the Western world who are coming out as, you know, extremist in one form or another, right? Either left or right wing. Uh, I could totally see public schools becoming ghost towns what, as, uh, as like right wing parents don't want their little angels to mix with the Mexican kids who are definitely going to steal their jobs, you know. Or maybe there are left wing parents out there who are concerned that the teachers won't respect their their child's degendered personal pronouns properly. I can see it, you know. I, I guess that is narcissistic parenting and the result of that, which has been around for all time, but it all feeds into how kids interrelate. Homeschool kids, in my experience, they don't interrelate as much, and so they're worse at it. I apologize if you're listening to this and you were homeschooled or are being homeschooled that's just that's my view on it it's what i've seen they're less less good less gregarious i guess uh you, you know how japan's having this problem right now where people aren't having kids because people are too busy crushing it in their career at the office 
I think in 2100, people won't be having kids because they've literally never met each other. Or at least people who aren't related to them, you know, by the age of 18 and wouldn't know what to do with their genitals if their parents ever took the time to explain to them what they were. I guess dating simplifies a lot when you're older, so that'll probably solve pretty quickly. When you're dating and you're 17, by far the most important thing about the person you're dating is, you know, what band they like. But when you're 25, you're mature enough to realize that you're a whole different kind of shallow and it's good enough that they're hot and can make you laugh. If I'm right, which I hope I'm not, but stranger things have happened, there's a silver lining here where the ages of parents goes up a little and we get fewer teen mums. Uh, you're welcome, future. So to summarize, 2100, kids dating, probably only going to happen online. They're never going to meet because the parents won't let them. But when you're 25, all that goes out the window. I think it's going to be fine. We'll be all right, folks. Did you hear all that contrast? It almost sounds like two separate things that they're talking about. And it would be kind of cheap of me to be like, that's how men see dating and that's how women see dating because that's far too broad stroke. I know men and women who are complete opposites about their dating uh, preferences, but regardless. Uh, Adam's British, who in my experience culturally are more cynical than romantic, and of the Brits I've met, Adam may be one of the more cynical, but honestly, his cynicism was not on full display here. Whereas, Lane gives a much more, dare I say, whimsical air to the dating cycle, but also touches on some of the sociological aspects. Both have pragmatic logic. Lane is more or less looking at the dating cycle to become more equal and empowering to women through a very valid feminist lens, looking for the world to improve and dating to become more homogenous and accepting. Adam has a very more granular view of how he has dated and what works for him and what does not work, then has a more pessimistic worldview of what's to come in the future. So let me talk about the past of dating and the history of dating for just a couple minutes because I love a lot of what I found and a lot of what they touched on, so let's give it some backing. The reason I wanted to cover this episode is the sheer fact that dating is a relatively new idea that is ever-changing. So a lot of what I say now will not be relevant to the people of the year 2100. Their dating is probably very foreign to us. Relationships in the pre-modern age were used as strategic moves between families for the sake of survival and advancement. There are records of two-year-old babies being engaged to three-year-old babies or toddlers, whatever you call a small child. And this still happens in the world. In places like Syria that used to have more progressive norms, they're going back to this type of thing because the areas are so impoverished that like, the only way that a, that a man can make money is to sell his the rights to marry his daughter while she's still a child. And now there's a lot of child brides throughout the world as a byproduct of um, the economic system, which is not good, but, but I feel like that's important to be mentioned here. However, the idea of marrying for personal gain or for power or for structure through the 18th and 19th century begins to be challenged. One of the primary challenging forces was a Dutch novel called Julie 
This trend follows throughout the 19th century from 1800 to 1850. This is called the Romantic Period of Literature. The term Romanticism was coined uh, according to Encyclopedia Britannica as Romanticism emphasizes the individual, the subject, the irrational, the imaginative, the personal, the spontaneous, the emotional, the visionary, and the transcendental, and against rationalism, classism, and materialism, a.k.a. fuck the status quo. I like that girl. I don't care what my mom thinks. Very emo. Very rebellious to write sonnets about the maid rather than shut up and do what your parents tell you to. Pre-1900, it was not uncommon that a date needed a chaperone, like an aunt or a relative. This idea became mocked throughout time through the modern mass media and ended up settling down because at this same time is when mass media was developing. Then, dating became more normalized. It's all about one-on-one time. Sex enters the casual conversation as mass media grows. Women are slowly being liberated from the cyclical oppression from their own fathers, uncles, and husbands. Getting jobs and economic freedom is path Pathogenic outbreaks, nuclear bombs, and economic turmoil confuses our ancestry out of their sexist lock on society. Finally, in 1960, the FDA approves birth control, which essentially allows women to control their own bodies for the first time. No longer are women captive to remain stay at home baby factories that can be exchanged for a new mill at the farm, but rather a person who can say the words no to a man about various different things. This conversation is hard to have because it's impossible to talk about dating without mentioning gender, so from now on when I talk, I'm primarily talking about heterosexual dating because that's what I know. I don't claim to know everything about homosexual dating, uh, non-binary dating, or everything about women. So, just throwing that in there. In my humblest opinions, Lane hit the nail on the head talking about equal pay. Throughout history, from a woman's standpoint, equal pay is massively important because in the past, women were essentially slaves to their husband. I probably shouldn't have said the word slaves, but if you have no say in what you do and where you're sent, then you're forced to live a life that you don't want to live by the threat of violence and oppression. That kind of seems like slavery. Men have not been the best to women throughout history. Out of ignorance, maybe. Out of sheer arrogance, maybe. To be advantageous and perhaps evil, Also, maybe. It's nice that in 2020 we can date anyone we want as long as they want to date you. It's very nice to see religious barriers, ethnic, economic, and cultural lines being crossed. Are there still boundaries? Yes, ma'am. You bet your sweet ass they are. The rich still mostly date the rich. The poor still date the poor. The ugly date the ugly. The hot date the hot. The fat date the fat. Some things just happen. But I'm truly appreciative that romanticism, the liberation of women, and the successes of feminism have freed me from my parents' decision-making through arranged marriages. I get to date people that want to date me, and that's the way it should be. Anyone who's mad about feminism and its effects on dating likely needs a dose of self-awareness and to let that rejection roll right off their shoulder. Whoever hurt you, I'm sorry. Sincerely. It'll get better. Stop being so angry, alright? Okay. Do I have a strong stance on arranged marriages? No, because I know culturally it's very relevant in other places and some people swear by it. I'm happy with my perceived autonomy through dating and the partners I choose to have and that choose to have me. Through partners, you become a better version of yourself. I've learned about who I am and what I appreciate. I've grown. Partners teach you a lot. I lotion now. 
I enjoy cashews, charcuterie boards, seltzer, both alcoholic and not, and I'm more aware of my feelings. Dating can make you a genuinely better person if you do it the right way. It causes you to be vulnerable as people, which is rare nowadays. Inversely, it's also easy to become a self-hating, angry, jaded piece of shit who resents every woman, which exists a lot in my time. Because, in case you didn't know, about half of America sees the word feminism as a bad word because... Marketing. To end the show, here's myself and my friend Colin Pulowski talking about dating in modern America. It's, 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 it's a pretty goddamn good audio. It's, it's fun. It's a lot more lighthearted than the rest of the episode. to talk about dating i would love to talk about dating <laughs> hit your girl up okay um well for for those at home that do not know you are not of the straight persuasion no or am I, being uh, I was not, i was not persuaded hard enough no and also I, I don't i don't, I, I don't want to assume anything let me <laughs> tell you the first thing that you did right uh it drives me absolutely crazy when someone asks you like oh are you gay i loved how you just changed the words up to you were not of the straight persuasion. Because <laughs> it doesn't feel nice it's, to be like, hey, thank you. It drives sitting on the floor. <laughs> oh, so right here in my living room, I got a dirty pig bottle. <laughs> no, that's like my favorite thing. So whenever someone like asks me or like has to feel the need to break the ice, not that that happened here, but yeah. like it's always like, well, we're talking oh, about I don't dating, kiss. You're the gay guy on the episode. You yeah. are a gay guy on the episode. Which you're lucky to have, by the well, way. Oh, no, so, <laughs> dude, I got fucking, <laughs> not to, so a girl, I was at a bar mm-hmm. and a stranger me and my friends, so people were asking me about the podcast, asking about stuff, blah, 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 and I explained the premise. And then a white woman from across the bar goes, mm-hmm. yeah, right, like you could tell this story to the people of the future. What about women and people of color and the LGBT community? And I was like, you've never listened to the show! <laughs> How am I getting accused of this? <laughs> I was like, You've had three green tea shots, honey. <laughs> I was like, I've done nothing. I was like, how dare I? I've done nothing. <laughs> I was like, all you did was hear about the show. I don't even think she looked up. She just heard my voice. She like, like her face is tilted <laughs> sideways and she's still putting in her two cents. No, yeah. My friend grabbed me and it's because she could, they could see like the vein coming out of my neck. I was like, I am an ally. <laughs> you goddamn bitch. <laughs> Can't you see? Uh, but because I'm a feminist, I kept my mouth shut. Mm, love. Open your third eye. Um, so, <laughs> fuck. All right. Continue. Sorry. Wait, man. I'm actually going to get another beer, too. We were talking. Um, I can fill in some dead space. Um, oh, so you are, you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that. No, so, not just that specific. Um, so, yeah. So, back to what you were saying. Uh, not persuaded by the straight... I, I usually will say like oh sorry no I kiss dudes like yeah. that's like a very good easy way good, and, and another friend uh, said gave me the advice if you ever have to tell your parents um, that you're going on a date with a guy just say 
you know, oh, I went on a date with them, or they and I went on a date. Like, I went... Yeah. Creating, like, you, you know, a new... Nah, fuck that. You should just be open. Oh, a six-foot-five towering like man with a bit... Yeah. Nah, I mean, I don't even... My parents don't know who I date. I don't talk to my parents about Yeah, me neither. Well, that's 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 a part of it. Yo, Ma, um, just smashed. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, text them, like, in, like, the autocorrect. Yeah. Yeah. How you feel? First, uh, first question: mm. How is how is dating? Are you single? Are you what's it like? What are you up to? I uh, I feel have, free to ask me a question back because I have not talked about myself yet with anyone. Oh else. no, absolutely! Yeah, that will help drive conversation for me. Um, I have decided this uh, recently, within the past couple months, to start putting the word casual in front of the word dating. Um, and so it has really helped me. True. Men- I, I, I'm not, I'm True. so fucking t- Here's my biggest issue. I've been casually dating too. Yeah. It's, I, I, oh, I'm sorry. If you message me on Grindr or you message me on Tinder or you message me on fucking Bumble or Hinge or whatever other digital platform. Scruff. Scruff. Oh, I haven't downloaded that one yet. I was on the let, bus. Let me, let me know what you think bus. about it. I was on the bus and I saw a dude open up Scruff and then it was just like a bunch of gay dudes on it and I texted my friend who's also gay and I was like, Scruff in all caps and he, and he was like, yeah, how do you know about Scruff? And I was like, this dude just opened it on the bus. What the fuck is Scruff? This shit sounds wild. I was like, the, the gay community is out of control. Oh, I am so out of control. As you say. <laughs> um, no, but hold on. What did I just... Oh, oh, oh. No, so if someone hits you so up... So if someone hits me up, I, I'm i going to stand up for this really stand, quick. Stand up. Put the mic on the side of the TV. I'm gonna. St- I'm. St- this is me standing in yeah, Jason's TV back a little bit in Jason Peter's diagonal apartment. <laughs> if you message me on any digital platform, I owe you nothing. I do not owe you a single thing. If you I've, don't have my phone number. I have never person. met you. <laughs> you sent me a picture of whatever you sent me a picture of, or I literally used my thumb. For half of a second to put it in the right direction, that does not mean I know you at all. Okay, I'm going to sit back down. That's fair. Um, so that is one of my biggest problems is uh, the whole idea of, like, the ghosting community, like, where people, like, get ghosted on apps or, mm-hmm. like, well, you never answer me back or, like, meh. Like, I'm sorry, texting is texting and messaging is not a form of communication in my book. Yeah. If you want to get to know me, I literally all the only thing I am good at doing is talking. That's it. So just like come up to me, or just like buy me a beer, or like look at me, and we'll go from there. Well, of the well, and uh, once again, sweeping generalizations about the gay community of the mm-hmm. gay friends that I have. Yes, gay dating seems a lot more casual, a lot faster. Ulti- yes, and um, a lot more equitable. It seems like there's a lot more opportunity. Um, it seems like most gay men could have sex at any moment, at any 15 minute mm-hmm. increment. They could have a person show up like an Uber Eats yeah. driver. It, speaking of equitable, in one of my most darkest moments, I went on a date with a person. The date went eh, and then I went home and I hooked up with a different person in the same night. Yes. Um, and that, like, um, not to like, like, <laughs> I'm really not that proud of it, so, but that's like, in terms of equitable, I've done similar. Yeah, like I'm. I'm, I'm not. I, but again, this all comes in the umbrella of the word 
casual. You know? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Casual. So, casual. Yeah, that's sneaky of it, us I, to do. <laughs> casual. It, it really is that, um, it's like the, it's, I don't know, it's like the psych. Like, yes. it might as well be like, I'm, I'm dating a psych. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true, though. It's, it's so. Not, you're not, if you're not dating casual, dating casual is such a scam. It, like I and I well, heard I'm doing something that's a bigger scam than uh, than dating casual. Would you like to hear what I'm doing? I would love to. I'm just hooking up with a friend. See, okay, I never understood. <laughs> okay, let me. There's a bag of. Uh, yeah, have some. I was just snacking. I was hoping that you'd want some. They're great. I'm definitely gonna have one as I decode this. <laughs> um. You identify as um, straight. I'm a straight boy. Okay. So, I have always found that that never works within the straight community. Is but it working agree, so far? But uh, the thing is... What kind of rules just, have you set in place? I want to know the rules. No rules, just I'm not going on dates. She, she doesn't let me pay for stuff. And she always brings stuff These for are kind me. of like she rules comes and she hangs her coat. Uh, no, I don't make her. She, she, acts. She, ha- she acts a very specific way that okay. is very much like... I'm not your woman, and uh, and I don't have to. There's a lot of stuff I don't have to do, which Wait, is very nice. That... I don't have to text her all that much, uh, and it's all very positive because we know each other. Um, and the thing is, I acknowledge to her face that it's not going to end well because I'm a very forthright individual. I'm like, this never works. Um, when it doesn't work, who do you think is going to be right? I say stuff like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is so straight of you. Yeah, no, that's, no, it's a very big Taurus energy. Um, very calm. You're a Taurus, aren't you? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, continue. Sorry. No, but that, it, it, it's it's doomed to fail. Mm-hmm. It's failed for me in the past. It's also, it's, everything's a fail. All relationships are a failure unless you get married and die together, technically. Debatable. I have seen so many. And even those are failures. All, re- count it. Hot take. All relationships are failures. End of period. End of sentence. I'm not even going to take a breath. <laughs> I, 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 I Because under- what is a good relationship? Because right now it's good. I've never been in a relationship. That's what I've kind of so realized. You, what? Never been in... Fun fact. Here's the hot take. I've never been in a relationship. Maybe the longest one, maybe like month and a half, I'd say. Ooh! Yeah, it's... And I, see, and you're it's talking to, bare, but barely. Even. And you're talking to somebody who is an OG dater. Interesting. I'm, I'm a veteran in the dating community. I've got two one-plus year relationships at the young age of 24. Um, I've dated uh, rich girls, poor girls, tall girls, small girls, black girls, white girls. It doesn't matter. Uh, I've dated them all. Um, <laughs> I've casually dated all of that as well. well yes, 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 yes. <laughs> no, I um, I've I, formally gone on dates with. Well, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm out of pocket. No, I, I wouldn't say that's out of pocket. No, I, no, no. I, but um, I know what I want. I know what I don't want. Right now, I'm not, not even casually dating. I'm okay. only hooking up with a friend, and I've got a few other friends that would like to hook up from time to time, and that's that's what I'm doing right now because I'm a busy man. I. That's you literally. Uh, so I, I don't even have like the French fries. I don't even have to buy meals anymore. I I just want you to know, like I hope you don't feel the need to explain any of this to no. me because this makes so much sense <laughs> as a like-minded individual. Um, but uh, to quickly r- go back, one of our the, the biggest challenges that I face, I think, is uh, digital date. I'm going to call it like digital dating. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But. 
I feel like it's way more trickier for me to meet someone than it is for you to meet someone. And part of it, uh, this could, it's times have changed, obviously. Yes. And there's, you know, like people, well, there's gay bars now, and yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. But that's still, um, that no, still doesn't people, mean shit. Finding you know? people is tough regardless of who you are. Like, have you ever had a folder of all your dating apps on your iPhone? What? Have you ever had a folder of all of your dating apps? I've done... There's only, like, three for the straights, though. Yeah, there's, like, five for me. And I've... Uh, And it's just, like, a cute, like, rotation. I I gave up on dating apps because they leave me feeling hollow. That's my next step. Yeah. Yeah, It's just... It never... It doesn't work. I try to meet people in my circle. Just uh, meet people the old-fashioned way nowadays. Also, Instagram and DMs work. Ooh. Okay. There's a two-way... Well... No comment there. I'm gonna bring that up. All right, let's get a little. Uh, Sorry, just rein me in whenever. Right, yeah, like, uh, no, I'm, I got a question. Go. Um, especially as uh, as a gay man, guy in the LGBT. I'm so glad you said especially. Especially, no, no, because this this is a very different. Question. No, 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 specifically, especially, not especially, because oh, did I, say it I correctly do or incorrectly. You said it incorrectly because I do the same thing. Okay, so right. thank God I'm in a safe space. Either way, um, and and specifically. See how change it specifically as a gay man <laughs> because um, you'll, once I ask the question, you'll understand why. So this uh, this this podcast is obviously for the people of the year uh, two thousand one hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, so think eighty years in the future. Now I want you to think eighty years in the past. Uh, we're thinking nineteen forty. Um, the difference incrementally. So twenty nineteen, nineteen forty, two thousand one hundred. The difference of being a gay man. And trying to find a partner between those three time periods. What do you think it would be like in the 1940s, knowing what you know? Uh, no, and then compare, talk about what you think it is like nowadays, and then about what it would be like in the future. Because I know Whoa. a bit about what it would be like in the past. Uh, so let me first preface that I am, you know, I. Uh, I am a byproduct of white privilege, so yes. I can't obviously speak to everyone. Um, yes. Uh, whew, sheesh. Okay, I love how I was not prompted with these questions. I never, um, I never give anyone. I won't. I won't agree to. It's that's actually a nice little touch. It's because <laughs> you're straight. That's why. Yeah. No. Um. Uh. Okay. So let's take now. Um. Uh. Should I say dating for me or dating for like whatever any- you want to say about dating in the current time? Okay. I'm gonna talk to my situation the best I can. Um, and maybe try and splash in other people. Um, I I feel as if I am in a relatively safe space um, when it comes to dating right now. One, because I live in a city. I'm surrounded by... I only surround myself with people. Even though I don't have a ton of friends in the LGBT community, I have a ton of allies. Um, and I... I, uh, I, I think I, like, choose... I try and make, I attempt, I wouldn't even say try, I attempt to make smart decisions when it comes to, um, uh, uh, like being, uh, a public person of the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. I, I try and represent as best as I can, but also there still is, you know, there's still definitely fear. I don't like PDA. I don't like it at all. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think it adds way too much of a, um, uh, a, it could be risk, and it could be um, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I would say risk, and it, it's just it's easier for me to just kind of like walk parallel with another man rather than do the whole, you know, hold hands and oh, corner under the rain, kiss goodnight, <laughs> you know. Um, that might just be you as a person. Oh, that could totally be me from like having you know, I love PDA. I'm a pig. fifteen plus years of Catholic education, yeah. like you know that whole whatever. Um, uh, lost track of what I was thinking. Dating okay. nowadays. Dating nowadays. Um, I think uh, I, we're in a pretty strong mix of people trying to figure out uh, what everything means and who they are. Uh, people are like finally like learning, but at like a really fast rate to the point where people aren't like totally digesting what it means. <laughs> Once you know, again, that's just the present. Yeah. That, well, that's what, like right now. I'm thinking like. Like, people are learning about all these terms, and, like, they're really, you know, excited, and I'm excited that people get to use, like, the term non-binary. I love that that fucking term. That's just, it's so powerful, and it's also ambiguous, and it's like, fuck you, I'm gonna do whatever I want, um, but... Yeah, I can live. Just I, let me fucking live. Yeah, and but I feel like a lot of people don't know it as the definition to just, like, live. People, mm. you know, I've I've heard, like, the term... Halloween costume as a trans person was walking down the street and that was so ugly that was like I've um, and I have to be like very discreet as to like where I heard that from and Mm -hmm. I can't um, no I I understand but it was uh, horrible it was absolutely horrible and like that it's it it comes with like like, different generations of people not learning as fast as others so speak to how the difference is between now and the past um, so like, so say you were gay in 1940. Um, I mean, I probably would still be at a better place than, you know, a person of color yes, or absolutely. a trans person or, you know, a, nine, a non-binary person who has no idea what it means to be non-binary. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, um, I would still be constantly thinking about No, I think in 1940, you'd be, you'd be, you, I, don't, I th- think in 1940, most men were not out. Like, you'd oh, be, you'd yeah, be yeah, yeah. I well, I didn't be, come out till college. Well, so. you'd probably, if you, that's what I say, if you're the type to not come out till college, and nowadays, you probably would have a wife in 1940. Yeah, yeah, I, um. Like, you, that would be, like, what would, because I, I watched a documentary about, uh, in the 1960s, um, fe- not federal, but, uh, Local police stations um, were outing gay men throughout the communities in the in Florida uh, because then their communities would turn on them uh, and they'd lose their families, lose their jobs, and they'd have to move. And there was a max, massive gay exodus out of Florida in the 1960s. Not Miami. Um, the central Florida. One... Um as you're you're telling me that story, I'm, I think of this accident. My one of my really good friends, who's also an ally, called me out for this one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said my voice uh, goes down several like octaves whenever I meet like someone new or meet like another mm-hmm. straight person or am in an environment that I'm unfamiliar with. And then when I loosen up, my voice changes. Because why would you want a target on your back? It's the same reason I don't open up with, hey, I'm Jason Peters, I'm mentally ill. <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah. need with the thing that you think people are not going to like you Even for if it like doesn't joke. matter. Yeah. Just, no, just something. You don't, you're not going to add, you don't want to add added friction. Yeah. You're absolutely so, like, right. If, there, if a conversation is like free-flowing, you don't want to give them that, oh, what am I doing with? You don't want to throw that, especially if things are so simple. I understand that. I I think, but it's, I didn't even realize he did it um, until he told me. 
And then I still continued to do it, but now knew that I did it. Yes. Which I found even like more frustrating. Um, but that's what I thought of immediately when in the 1940s. I think I would maybe be somewhat... Uh, I would be able to hide better than... I'm incredible at hide-and-go-seek. Go figure. Mm, yeah. But um, I feel like probably in the 1940s, I think I'd be somewhat okay at hiding as long as my wife like <laughs> was like some sort of like an ally. But that also would not be... A thing you just marry a close friend. I just marry really, a lesbian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can marry, marry a lesbian, and then you just and we work really close friends with another gay group. And you oh guys my god, we that, that's like what I. That's like the past. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what the past was. And again, I'm a I'm a Scorpio, so I can pull out any queer person from like a crowd of twenty. You got that good gaydar. I got that great gaydar. Bisexuals that. go right over me. I can't figure it out. But if. Lesbian or gay, I can definitely figure I, it out. Uh, funny. Okay, so talk to me about what you think the future of dating is. Because um, we're already in what people thought the future would be. We got, we're got we picking out dicks like Amazon on Grindr. Mm-hmm. I'm swiping women to come over to my house like it's Uber. It, it, it's terrible. It's a, ter- it's a weird, weird time where you feel almost entitled. We got crazy stuff going in, on in the world where mm-hmm. people feel this need to lie about what they look like with filters and photo editing apps. This We are living in the dystopia of dating. So what the hell is going to go on in 2100 if we already have algorithms matching us on Match.com? Are you ready for this? Hit me. There is going to be significantly less sexual intercourse. Yeah, I, that is, that is, I believe it. Um, well, what is your thoughts? Why? Um, I think the ease of just seeing it and not doing anything except like pleasuring yourself. That porn factor. Oh my God. The porn factor is so going to come in, especially like Snapchat. Imagine, imagine, so right now we're, I'm desensitized right now as a man. Mm -hmm. Have you, really quick, uh, side note, have you ever sent a nude on Snapchat? On Snapchat? Baby, hello my honey, hello my ragtime gal. Send me a kiss by wire, baby my heart's on fire. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, less sex, a lot of it has to do with the porn factor, like you said. I also think uh, the ease of just uh, not moving and sending your genitals via the cloud to another genital makes it just like... But also, um, I just think... Can I tell? Can I? Uh, I'll interrupt you. I uh, but please punch me in the on face. on topic interruption. Okay. Um. The reason that so I was going to say to you, people are probably having. There's probably if there was a graph, mm-hmm. and I'm making this up. This is all fake science. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, <laughs> My favorite kind before contraceptive and before um, uh, gender norms were changed mm-hmm. and women were a little bit more liberated. There's probably like. This much sex happening. You also and have to women, describe it because people can't see it. Like a, a step, like a small sloping amount of sex going upwards. Then women get. He's liberated. almost making a Hitler. Then wi- wi- uh, uh, women get liberated, skyrockets up. Okay. Then starts sloping downwards as porn becomes uh, popular because people started having less sex. That's what I'd imagine it would be like. However, this leads me into a something I've always thought mm-hmm. is that there's no real sex statistics. Humans can't have it. The human race will never know how big the average dick is because humans will never fill out that survey honestly. 
You're absolutely right. And humans will never know how often humans have sex because no one will ever fill out that survey, honestly. These are things that the human race will never get to know just because of ego. And it's something that we don't talk about as a species. People don't talk about this. <laughs> that was uh, that was really good. That was. Very Have you ever good. thought about that? It's it's odd because it, no one knows how big the average dick is, and everyone's looked it up. Yeah, and uh, also men and everyone... women are interested in the answer. <laughs> Did you notice? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Did you notice how also the answer? I don't know if you've ever seen this. Have you ever looked it up? It changes based on country, which is racist. It's not. It's just. It's just. It's just like what? No what one, does that even mean? No one like, is taking the statistics. No one is taking the statistics. It's all lies. Oh my god. So you think by two thousand one hundred, less sex? Okay. Yes. So less sex. Um, I do think that also. Uh, but people are going to be more like not have any definition as to who they are or like what they like. I think oh, you think everyone's going to be everyone's just going to be like ambiguous, like so, uh, like like ambiguous to the point where it could be like maybe really confusing <laughs> yeah um i don't maybe that's insensitive maybe it's okay to like totally be confused i was but i um i, I just think that there's gonna be like ambiguity will come from a, po- a point where a point of someone just finally having a moment to like try things out yes i feel like people are still like have haven't even figured out because people don't think they have the opportunities to like me i've learned by lines because i've been offered enough things that i've learned to say no to things yes yes um (laughs) and some people don't like don't know they like it until they actually try it and they're like oh wait so this is what an erection is which is what happened to me. Well, that's how I think everyone learns. Yeah, that's like, yeah. So basic I, stuff, but then you stop having that curiosity to use social norms. Yeah, and ex- beautiful, <laughs> stunning. Um, and so I think that there will be way more room for people to be like powerfully confused and just like enjoy it. Powerly confused. We're done talking about dating because you're not going to be powerly confused. Powerfully confused. Powerfully confused. The business. The business. Uh, I like a long hair, dick, red pound. Open up her legs, then fillet me down that pussy. I'ma get in and on that pussy. If she let me in, I'ma own that pussy. Gone through it back and bust it open like you supposed to. Girl, I got that dope dick. Now come here, let me dope you. You gon' be a dope fiend. Your friend should call you dopey. Tell them keep my name out their mouth, they don't know me. Huh. But you can't come and tell shit I fuck the whole group, baby, I'm a groupie My sex game is stupid, my head is the dumbest I promise I should be hooked on phonics yeah. But anyway, I think you're bionic And I don't think you're beautiful, I think you're beyond it And I just wanna get behind it And watch it Back it up and dump it, back, back it up Cause we like her, and we like her too And we like her Dating is very fluid. A lot of what I said in this interview about my own dating life is no longer true for me. And for all I know, Colin is married in the Cayman Islands to a lovely man named Harold. Dating is completely different in 2100 from 2020 to 2001 to 1990 to 
1870, they're all very different times. The changing gender norms, emerging technologies, and endless possibilities will continue to trend accordingly until people begin to lash out against it. I'm looking at you, transgender bathroom nuts. There is nothing I can say in 2020 about dating that we haven't already covered in this episode or hasn't been written in a billion books. I'm single, so it would be stupid of me to sit here and pretend that I have all the answers. Before I sign off, I'll leave you with a tiny ray of hope. Here is comedian Eric Schmidt. Have any dating stories? What will dating be like in the future? Uh, I never really had to date. I married my high school sweetheart because we're wholesome as fuck. But I imagine, uh, you know, apps will continue to be a thing in the future. Or people will just stop dating because uh, no one's having sex anymore, too. That's another thing that uh, younger generations are not doing. So whether you have married your high school sweetheart or you're 25 years I'm only 24 you're only 24 years old and you don't really know what you're doing right now. That's fine. It's all fine. You know, what's so wrong with being alone anyway, you know? Uh, thank you to Lane Moore, Adam Stevens, Eric Schmidt, and Colin Pulowski. Uh Thank you for listening and happy 2100. Oh, I got one who's working undercover Trying to solve my mystery Look at one mistake I'm making up